I'm Neve Cassidy, a former social care worker who, after having my own children, found a calling as a childbirth educator and lactation consultant. Back when I started this journey, I faced the same challenges many of you might be experiencing right now, struggling to get enough clients to make my business viable long term. I knew in my heart that I had the skills and knowledge to make a difference, but the thought of marketing and selling left me feeling a bit uneasy. I didn't want to compromise my authenticity and values just to attract clients. I invested in trainings and mentorships, and I tried various strategies that I learned, but it often felt like I couldn't implement a lot of it because what I was being taught didn't match my values as a birth and postpartum worker. That's when I decided to take matters into my own hand. I embarked on a mission to learn, to experiment, and to find ethical and authentic ways to share my expertise, support my clients, and build a sustainable practice. Today, I'm proud to say that I run a thriving private practice, and I'm here to share my insights with all of you to help you to do the same. Join me on this journey as I help you bridge the gap between your passion for supporting new parents and the success you deserve. Together, we'll discover the power of ethical, authentic, and effective approaches, not only to make a living, but also to make a positive impact in the world of birth and postnatal care. Let's get started on this empowering journey together. So hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm very happy to have you listening with us again today. And today I have Claire, and she is the mum of three, and she runs Clever Little Handies, which is an award-winning baby sign program. Claire started the classes when her youngest was seven months old as a way to get out of the house and meet other mums. And she recently published Clever Little Handy's Baby Sign Board Book. So welcome, Claire. We're delighted to have you. Thanks a million, Neve. It's lovely to virtually meet you. <laughs> and it's you, great to be here. Thanks a million. You too. So maybe we'll start there. With why did you get into one, running your own business and two, this particular business, Clever Little Handy's? The reason for running my own business is because of my own personal health issues. I've got endometriosis and recently adenomyosis because I've had two emergency sections. So it's gone into the muscle tissue now. Before I started a family, before kids, I lived in New Zealand and I had a very corporate lifestyle. Very different to what I have now. I had a real sleek bob and French manicured nails and I couldn't be further from the earth mother vibes that I gave off now. Back then I was working, it was supposed to be nine to five, but it was not. It was like eight till seven or eight. Like I was working really, really hard and I was quite high up on that corporate ladder and kind of just going further and further with it. My endometriosis was kind of kicking off at that stage. I had my first surgery at that stage. Then when I started family, I came back to Ireland after that first operation to kind of have a break and very quickly started a family. And I kind of was like, I can't have a normal job. I can't have a nine to five and be the person that's going to be calling in probably four days a week every month, because that's how, how it was back then with the endo. And on top of that, be the one that would be the call that gets when school rings or any of that. Like I had, even with just like a newborn, I was thinking ahead going like when she goes to school or when she's in play school, I'll be the one that's doing the calling and the collecting and that kind of thing. So I knew that I'd never have that normal kind of job that I'd have to work for myself. Now, I back then I was kind of, I was a bit more creative. <laughs> I don't really have the time now. And I was upcycling clothes. So I would take my ACDC t-shirt and I turn it into a little toddler dress and I had a Nirvana t-shirt that I turned into a romper and I had a little business called Alternative Endings 
So I was doing markets and stuff for that. And it was a nice little kind of part time, I suppose, for want of a better word. I could do that alongside my young children. So my first and then my second, I had like 18 months later. So I had two under two for a while. And then when I was pregnant on my third, I physically couldn't bend over to cut the fabric or do anything else. So I was kind of sidelining alternative endings and going, okay, I'm not probably going to pursue this or am I going to be able to pursue this Mm. much longer? That was kind of in the back of my mind and what would be next. And I wasn't really sure, but I would figure it out. And then when my little fella was born, I was wanting to do everything with him. So with my first, and as all mammies will kind of attest, it's really hard when you're at home with a little one and you're not stuck at home because it's it's amazing to be there with them. But it is quite isolating. And one thing I learned was getting out of the house, going to Gymboree or going to a mum and baby massage class or going to something, anything, meeting other grown-ups, <laughs> like just to have an adult conversation is really, really important. And I kind of didn't realise that in the moment when I had my second, it was harder to get out to stuff because I had like a toddler in tow as well. And looking back on that time, I'm kind of thinking I might have had a little bit of postnatal depression and didn't even realise it. And like I was really, really stressed out and really high strung all of the time. Not saying that that's a sign of postnatal depression or anything, but I look back on it now and go, God, there, there definitely wasn't a lot of joy there. It's a struggle for everybody but it was a bit more than that. And when my third came along, I was like, I am doing all the things. And my my older two were going into junior infants and the middle one was in play school. So I kind of had a bit more time. I had the freedom to do the classes with them. I did a baby massage class. And with that group of mum and baby friends that we made, we did mum and baby yoga together. There was Pilates. And I had been telling them all about baby sign that I had gone to a baby sign class with my eldest, which is now 10 years ago. And I was telling them all about that. And they were like, oh, cool, that sounds really good. And I said, yeah, but I can't find one. I'd love to do one with my little fella, but there isn't any around. You knew because of your own health challenges that you weren't going to go back to that kind of corporate world after your maternity leave was over and you used your creativeness for for the close up cycling business. But as your family expanded it just didn't suit anymore I suppose and you saw that there was something missing in what you wanted and what other people wanted that was in your area so tell us about the next bit so yeah I said to the mums like I'd love to go to baby sign and there wasn't one around they said actually you know it you've been to baby sign class and I have friends that are deaf so I, I know ISL sign and they said, we'll just meet up here next Tuesday because we had literally gone from baby massage on a Tuesday to when that finished to mum and baby yoga on a Tuesday to Gymboree on a Wednesday, I think. So we were kind of progressing through the stages. Slash, we'll just meet up here next week and you just show us. It never started as, oh, I'm going to make a class. It started so inadvertently. Like I brought a book, I brought the kind of resources I could get. So On Amazon, you can find British Sign Language and American Sign Language books to beat the band. And I had them all. I had the nursery rhyme books and everything. I was showing them these pictures, but I would say, and this is how you do it in Irish Sign Language, because I had the Irish Sign Language. Mm. So we were looking at American Sign Language images, but I was showing them how to do it in ISL. 
So it started really organically like that. So yeah. when did you decide that this is something that you could do a business with? When Selbridge Library asked, would I be interested in doing a class for them? And then it would be free for participants. And I was like, oh, yeah, that would be even more accessible for people. That would be great. And I kind of had to make a leaflet then. I had to put together a four week term and like have a structure to a class and make it so that people could attend and take something away instead of just some rando with a book kind of go this is how you do it and I made it an actual four-week term with leaflets for them to take home with a structure then that class booked out in 24 hours and I was like whoa hang on a second there's other libraries I wonder would they be interested and by the start of 2020 I was scheduled to do like seven different locations. I had a couple of nominations under my belt as well for um, business awards. This is all within one year. Within one year, yeah. From 2019 was with my seven month old. That was the very first class, my seven month old and all the other babies. And he was amongst it. And I used to bring him along. I didn't bring him to the library one, but I used to bring him along to the other classes. Yeah, by the start of 2020, I was renting rooms out in Kilcock and Rathcool and all over the place. And then COVID happened. <laughs> Luke at library said, oh, have you heard of Zoom? Would you do it online? And I was like, Jesus, no, that sounds awful. The whole point is to get mammies out of the house, meeting other mammies and their babies. Like that was actually why I started the class was for mammies to meet other parents. The sign language was a byproduct. Like it was just a happy coincidence that it is actually really helpful with babies, that they can communicate with their hands before they can talk. And it's alleviating all that frustration. But actually, what's the really important thing was that mums would get to meet other mums. One of the classes I had attended with my little fellow was baby massage. The teacher was like, OK, I need a volunteer. Oh, I'll take your number. And she made us all swap numbers. And in that moment, I was like, oh, man, this is so awkward. I hate this. This is like forced friendships. This is not networking. This is like, ooh. And we swapped numbers and all. And we did meet up. Because that was the group that we did go and do the mum and baby yoga and kept going. That peer support, that kind of getting support from other parents that we all know is so valuable is why you started the group in the first place. And then it grew really, really quickly because of the just how popular it was, but also because of your ability to reach out to the different libraries and to think this might work and then to find venues for yourself as well but then COVID happened you were offered Zoom and you said no and I said no initially and it was like oh that was when it was two weeks to flatten the curve and six months later when classes hadn't gone back to in-person class I was going okay let's have a look at Zoom let's see what that entails and I created an online version of my class so I essentially took my pamphlet or my leaflet that I had And then turned that into a slideshow presentation because I didn't know what else to do. I didn't want to just be on screen talking. And I thought if I have a slideshow, then at least they'll see the signs and a static image of the signs of what I'm doing and the poems. Like they'll have the words of the poems and stuff. 
to go along with me and then they can take screenshots of the slides. So I stopped emailing the slides out, but I let them take screenshots. And again, I reached out to the libraries with this online version of classes. I was like, I could probably go a bit further. I could probably do Wicklow libraries. Because if we got back to doing in-person classes, that's only a half an hour drive for me. That might be okay. So I sort of reached out to further libraries from my location with the intention that I'll do in-person ones if it comes to it and it's not too far away. And now my youngest was starting play school and my older two were already in school. So I was kind of like, I have that freedom that I could drive down to Leash or Offaly. And one of the Wicklow libraries booked out within six hours. I was like, this is nuts. And this is for online classes, but it was when everyone was like all about Zoom. So from September 2020 and then all the way into 2021, I reached out to all of the libraries and I was doing classes for 27 of the 31 local authorities. I did a session for all but four counties in Ireland, even though it was online, I did it virtually for all of those regions. So that's really amazing that you're able to keep it local, as you say, but online and virtual so that you could still maintain that idea that it was mammies meeting mammies and that that they could have that network but also be able to open it up to so many different people because of the power of online so how many classes were you running a week at that stage (laughs) the most intense one was january 2021 and i had 13 classes a week so 13 locations a week. And then by the end of 2021, I think I got my first couple of awards at that stage. Clever Little Handies turns five in January. I've about eight awards under my belt, actually nine, because I haven't announced one. You're the first that I, I'm telling now. I've just won the three for business grant, which is really I'm one of 10 businesses in Ireland that has achieved that so I was like oh my god and they said don't say anything until we announce it on our socials and they I'm terrible on LinkedIn I am the absolute worst on LinkedIn so they they had announced it on LinkedIn and I kind of missed the boat and now I'm like oh I need to announce it it's kind of lonely being like a solo entrepreneur that you don't have a business team to kind of go oh I did this thing or you know there's no work camaraderie or whatever it is hard you talked about loneliness of the mums coming to the groups and then when you're working for yourself you kind of get a little bit of that loneliness as well which is part of the reason why I set up the collective as well so that people could come together and share the joy and share the hard times as well and learn from each other and do networking and peer support so you just won a three business award when you were deciding to leave your corporate career and do a side hustle as you called it did you see yourself as being a business woman as being a business owner yeah I've always been quite business orientate I love numbers I love spreadsheets god I'm obsessed with spreadsheets I'm a real weirdo like that I had gone from reception I got into that corporate world I had gone from receptionist to business support manager in four years or something so I worked my way up that corporate ladder you know like that because I was going for the next promotion and then I was doing a degree over there as well part-time because I was working so the next step would have been you know on the probably the CEO table, but not quite the CEO. Like I would have, that would have been on my 10 year plan. But realistically, 
that all changes when you become a mum. Like mm-hmm. my priorities, now I never, ever, ever would it in a million years dream of going back to that because that's too much effort. See, when I do something, I'm all or nothing and I'm working at something. It's never good enough to be a really good receptionist. I was like, no, what's next? What's next? It's never enough for me. I want the next best thing. And it's the same with Clever Little Handies. Like one real bone of contention for me was only getting 27 of the 31 local authorities and not getting the other ones. And one of their reasons was, well, you're just not an authority in the subject. Like there was no, what's your formal qualification Mm -hmm. for baby sign? And I was like, well, there is no formal qualification for baby sign. I have my ISL exam and signature and I have my ISL QQI, but there is no formal qualification for baby sign. So there is no authority on the subject. I'm the authority on the subject now. (laughs) I have a book, but that was one of my, oh, well, if I wrote a book on it, they would get me in because I'd be a published author. But like, I've dropped that bone now. I, I have my book and I've published it. And I'm delighted with it. That came out in September, but I don't need those other. You don't need the validation of that. That's a really lovely lesson, I think, for a lot of the listeners, because we can often feel in this type of work where we're serving women and families, because sometimes wider society doesn't necessarily value the type of work that we do it can feel hard to really push ourselves and to really value it even ourselves even though we know the importance and and the good that it does and and all of those things so being able to bring in those lessons where you know now that what you do is good or excellent and that you don't need that external validation that the local authorities some a very yeah. few of the local authorities we're looking for and to be able to say, no, I am, I am the person who does this. And yes, you have the awards behind you to prove that too, but it's your personality, it's your hard work, your dedication and your business acumen to do what you've done. You've done that. Yeah, I think it's important to let stuff go. You mentioned that you're always looking for the next thing. So you, oh, yeah. you you started Clever Little Handies. It was local with your friends, essentially. You started running in-person classes for the libraries. You went online when you needed to. And you just mentioned as well that was the next thing, a book? Well, yeah. So my book arrived. It's published this year. It arrived September the 9th. And I was like, oh, my God, it's here, it's here, it's here. I was like, oh my God, I want to get into the RDS Baby Fair. I have wanted to go to the RDS Baby as an exhibitor for so long, but it's incredibly expensive. And because I only had a service, I was like, it's not going to pay off if I'm not selling something because people can't sign up to my class. Well, they can sign up to my classes. The classes are free if they're in the libraries. So what are people, what am I going to get back if I do the RDS? And then um, when the book arrived, I got the last stall. This is just synchronicity. Yeah, I went to that and it was great. So I'm booked in for next year to do to do March as well. And hopefully I'll have my second book by the time March comes around. The signs in the book are like wet, dirty, nappy, poop, milkies, more, all gone. All those kind of short, just signs that you'd use mm-hmm. with your little ones. And that my next book is going to be Incy Wincy Spider. 
the next one after that is going to be a themed book. I'm going to keep it on. So I'm going to try and have as many ISL resources as there are British Sign Language and American Sign Language. All in all, it took about three years to get the book here. Like I've been at, at this project for ages. I've been doing um, business courses as well. So the Entrepreneurs Academy had um, a kickstart your own business course that I did. I had heard that from the LEO, so the, the local enterprise office Kildare. I had completed a start your own business course back in 2020, I think. That's right. I had signed up for it. And then the lockdowns happened and then they were doing it online. online. So I did it online and they had mentioned the Entrepreneurs Academy and I looked into that and I did a kickstart your own business course with them. And I'm now on their Thrive program, which is like another 40 week program. When you're a solo business person, you're wearing all the hats and you have to kind of figure it out and muddle through as best you can. So I'm I find it's easier to do that if I've got a professional support so like Around the entrepreneurs you. academy or something like that so it kind of it's helps. really interesting for me in listening to your whole story and when you were working in the corporate world and your drive and your motivation and that you were able to bring that drive and motivation into working for yourself but at the same time you did need to go back and learn some of those skills around the oh, business yeah. and around the HR and around the publishing and all the different things and that's just so important, as you say, for soul openers that we have the passion for the work that we do usually, but we have to learn then some of the business of the skill sets, yeah. And as well. So if you were to give advice to anyone who was getting started out in a service-based business, what would your best piece of advice be? The local enterprise office for the nuts and bolts of it. So I can't so tell it would be to, to see kind of business yeah. training from where you can get it because you know we have people from outside of Ireland as well. Oh, so yeah. um just thinking about to get help and not try and do it on your own. Yeah, even in New Zealand, I know they had local authorities mm-hmm. that would whatever the equivalent of your local enterprise office is outside of Ireland. Like there definitely is other ones. I just don't know what they're called. And they they'll be the ones that literally give you the nuts and bolts well if you need if you're starting this then you need this insurance and you need to register your business under this name or you're going to be a solopreneur or like a sole trader trader, or you're going to be this or they'll give you help with tax as well yeah so getting all of that kind of business because if you don't have all of that in place if you don't have your ducks in in a row it's just going to fall apart. So that would be my first piece of advice. But also that's the left side of my brain. That's the manual stuff, isn't it? And then the creative side, I would say, is networking. My biggest recommendation is networking. Get into a networking group. Get into some kind of cohort of peers that will bring you along. You're a woman after my own heart care because networking is definitely one of the things that I promote a lot. And I do think that it's really important to do that kind of general networking where you're going to meet people from different businesses and from different walks of life and to do more networking within groups who are similar to you. So like what we do in the collective as well. So I just want to say thank you very much for coming on and speaking with me today. If anyone wants to learn more about Clever Little Handies, where should they find you? www.cleverlittlehandies.ie Thank you so much for coming on again and for everybody else if you would like to network within the collective Facebook group the link will be in the bio so please come and join us and thanks again Claire Thanks a million Niamh.